Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Good morning, church. How you doing? <laughs> oh, look. 2019 uh, already started well. Um, I hope it has for you. I've, I've been enjoying it. I love the, you know, just moments where you can kind of set things, either that they're done, you don't want them to keep carrying on with you, or things that you want to start and initiate. And uh, at the end of this week, a few of the uh, team from the church here, we had a little bit of a retreat as well, just to take a day or two out, just to uh, get a little bit more um, reflective, I guess, on things, which is really great. Who knows, life is always busy, and any moments that you can capture uh, with God and also with yourself are really great. Um, and so I encourage you that, I don't know what you've got on this afternoon, but uh, take a few min- minutes. You know, you're a really nice person and you're a good person to hang out with and you should hang out with you every now and then. You know, so often we're listening to uh, so many other voices, other people's advice, um, which is all good, um, news, radio, TV, whatever. Uh, but sometimes, who knows, that if, I can tell you to do something and you might be like, oh, yeah. Or if you disagree, you're like, I'm not going to do that. But who knows, you listen to your own voice. And sometimes I think I want to encourage us to, in our conversations this year to have nicer conversations with yourself. You beat yourself up a lot, too much. You're too hard on yourself in the wrong areas. And then in the other areas, you're too so- you know, we're often too soft on ourselves and think, oh, no, I couldn't help that. But then in the other times when the, the internal dialogue day in, day out, is just negative. Uh, uh, uh. And I just love us to, in, in uh, developing, being able to have better conversations this year, that we include ourselves and don't exclude yourself in considering that. And uh, if you've missed the, uh, Pastor Josh preached the other week on, on Vision Sunday for the year. And there is a little flyer that kind of articulates that and grab that if you missed the other Sunday and it's on our podcasts as well. And we have a, a theme, a scripture, that I'd love us to start with today and it comes out of Psalm 119. And the title of my message today is How to Have a Conversation, which sounds easy but it's not necessarily. And our scripture will start here. It says this, Uphold me. Lord, according to your word, that I may live. Conversation, we think it just happens. But who knows, it doesn't necessarily happen well. And I love this scripture because I think it it starts a great conversation with God. Who knows often that we have to initiate when we're chatting? Who knows if you just go to the grocery store, you can get through the grocery store without talking to anyone, usually. Less so in Noosa, maybe, than in Brisbane. But head down, you can stay on mission and even go through the checkout now without talking to anyone. But if you're aware, or if someone that you, that you know nudges you, you start talking, or you can actually be kind of head up. You know what I mean? You can add something, you can add colour and flavour to an experience if your intention is that way. And life is the same. We can say we have no friends, 
But Scripture itself says that you've got to, a friend shows themselves friendly. Um, or vice versa, if we think I'm just too busy and everyone wants a piece of my time, well, then you can lead your life under God and talk to God about what to keep and include and what to exclude. But I love that, and we're going to get into it a little bit later, is how to have better conversations is all wrapped up in that scripture. Uphold me, Lord, according to your word that I may live. And how to have a conversation is, it, starts, it actually starts with desire. Because if, you do, if, you don't, if what you want, if you don't want to talk to anyone, chances are 90% of the opportunities you won't. Like I said, if I don't want to talk to anyone, I'm mad, I'm busy, I'm late. And go and do the groceries or go into wherever and, and get it done and get out. And anyone who tries to be nice is kind of an inconvenience. But if my desire is either for a great reason, they look like a nice person, or I need to sell 100 widgets today, that's my desire. So I'm going to be really friendly to everyone. Hi, you look like you need whatever it is. You, you see what I'm saying? It's actually based on the desire of my heart and the intent of my heart. And we, so trying to have conversations, what we've got to do is drill back down into what do we actually want? Because if you don't want anything, you're not going to talk very much. But if you want anything, and, and that desire can be for a very bunch of different reasons. Hey, you look a bit of a right. You know, if there's a desire, <laughs> it starts. We tend to gravitate towards the people that we resonate with for some reason. But it's based on our desire. So when we're talking about conversations this year and how to be better at it and how to... It, it does start with actually, what do you want? What do you want? Sounds simple. Very, very complicated. Because you're very complicated. <laughs> what do you actually want? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Philippians 1 verse 27 says this, only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Other translations say, only let your manner of life be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. And what that's saying is that, again, your manner of life is your conversations. You know, the most predominantly what my conversations are about? Stuff that I, I'm into. Usually they're not about the things that I'm not into because one, I either don't have the vocabulary for it or the interest or the desire or the focus for it. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's the same that our conversations, when it's talking about here, our conversations, that it be uh, only as it's becoming the gospel of Christ, it doesn't mean that we just all day, every day, Jesus, Jesus, how are you? Jesus, Jesus, baby Jesus. Uh, you know, like it's not, it's not that everything is Jesus, but it's the conversations, what are they about? And I love here that even the Apostle Paul, he says that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. He's like, you know what? I'm going to find out what you guys are into. Whether I'm there or not, it gets back to me. Whether I'm praying and I get it from the Lord or whether you just, who knows, you, you, you absorb, you hear the wash of what's going on. Even if you don't directly watch the news. Why? Through the conversations of life. You can find out. You know, the gossip chain is faster than broadband. Something happened. Did you hear? And you know. Well, and so Paul here, he's like, look, I, I, it's... <laughs> 
whether I come and see you or not, or else I'm absent, I'll hear of your affairs, that you, the things that you're into, that you stand fast in one spirit. Who knows that when there's either a person or a family or a body of believers that is passionate in one mind about the things of the Lord, you, you hear about it. The next thing, people are flying on planes over to wherever it is, Pensacola or, you know, Reading. Wherever, and that's great. You know what I mean? The whole world hears about something that's going on somewhere and it was, it was hearing about it, it might have been a little bit slower, but before the, even the technology was in place, because that's how we live as human beings. Our life, our manner of life is our conversations. And what I think Paul is saying here, my opinion, is that only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. That actually it's the residue of what happens afterwards. You know what I mean? So I might hang out with someone and it's not that I've necessarily, you know, said if you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and confess with your mouth, God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. I might not have said that in that conversation, but what's happened is there an aspect of the gospel, the good news that has left, that, is, that when they leave, are they, is there something, is their life geared towards, nudged towards the things of God maybe, or even, you know, God's uh, redemption in their life, or is it nudged away from it? What are our conversations about, either explicitly, but also implicitly? Just what's, what's the tone? What's the nature? What's the generality? Are they going to hear something about God's grace? Are they going to hear something about uh, an attitude maybe of mercy, or an attitude of faith or forgiveness? You know what I mean? That's, what are, what's our manner of life? What's my manner of life? What's yours? It's, even when we're talking about conversations, we're obviously talking about words a lot. And even names, because words are names. And, and if, I, if I say your name to someone, what does that conjure up in them? The faith of the gospel, something about a taste, a tone, a sense, an inspiration. I can say something like Martin Luther King, and people are inspired without even, do you, do you know his speech word for word? No. Do you know the context? Not necessarily, but we're inspired. And that's what happens with life and our conversation of life, our manner of life, something happens in the midst of it, which is really, really exciting. And so conversations, they start with desire. What do you want? Because I'll usually talk about what I want. But then it happens, what do others want? How else do we bump into conversations? It's based on what others want. (laughs) Hi, do you need whatever it is? I didn't necessarily want that, but they've started the conversation based on what they want. And I'm just kind of being, uh, doing just a little bit of, uh, of the elements involved in conversation so we understand. Because otherwise we just think we've got to just get better at it. And the elephant rooms are going to be brilliant, but they're, they're, they're going to be limited spaces because it's not just going to be a big free-for-all. It's actually uh, supported conversation, dialogue about how to understand each other. It's not about how to correct each other necessarily or how to uh, dominate a conversation. It's actually how to support. And so conversation, it's based on desire. It's all about what you want. What do you want? What do others want? And what does the Lord want? Hopefully in the midst of somewhere about it, I can say how something I'm annoyed at or, and then someone else, or I might be having a good day. Someone else tells me what they want or what they don't want or what they're annoyed at. But somewhere embroiled in all that, hopefully amongst us, we're going to ask or probe or posit, uh, what does the Lord want in all that? Oh, you know what? Someone did this and ripped me off. Oh, that's a real shame. Man, are you going to be okay? Yeah, well, I'm going to be okay. But I hate him. When did that happen, man? That's crazy. Oh, it was 17 years ago. Wow. Probably a good idea to forgive them. (laughs) 
You see what I'm saying? What do we want? What does the Lord want? What do others want? And what does the Lord want? And so how to have a conversation is, if we're drilling down into our desires, the, the, the core of our conversations, they need to be that you want to be a blessing. You want to be a blessing to someone. I don't know. I don't, doesn't, a part of it, I don't care what we're going to talk about. I, I, what I want is it to be a blessing to you. I don't want to, if, if we chat, whether it's on the phone or via text or in person or whatever, go on a camping trip, I don't want to be a detraction. I don't want to take from your life. I want to be a blessing to your life. And I know that sounds really simple and cute, but when we carry that into our conversations, who knows that the residue of that is great. There's a fragrance of, of Christ on that. And, and you can say you want to be a blessing, but what's your real motive? Who knows, often... People lead with their motive. Hi, Christian, I need to see you. Blah, 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 blah. Rubbish. Yeah, death. And that's, that's what they lead with. The first thing, I'm like, oi. They're not wanting to be a blessing. They haven't asked how I've gone. I'm a delicate flower, as you can tell. I need, I need to be asked how I'm going first before I've got anything to contribute to anyone else. Is that right? Yes. Front row is all nodding. Pastoral team and my wife. What's your real motive in actually having a conversation with someone? Sounds simple. It ain't. Is it to correct them? Hey, how are you going? Well, the other, the other way, you did this and it was terrible and I'm very annoyed. So the motive there is to correct me. That's fine. But let's just understand that the conversation's not going to go as well when you lead that way. When that's primary motive. Now, I might be ticked at you, but I'm going to do my best to be a blessing first. <laughs> hey, how are you going? Oh, how's the, the kids? Are you still doing that great? Are you still into knitting? That's fantastic. Hey, the other week, it might have just been me, but I may, maybe I misinterpreted something here, but I came away from that really shattered. See, different tone. Same elements, different order. But if I, if I anchor my heart in all the conversations that are going to happen during the week in wanting to be a blessing to someone else, Jesus came that they might be corrected. No, that they might feel worse. No, that he came <laughs> that they might have life and life more abundantly. So if I'm like as best as my interactions with people, best as my conversations can, and I'm pretty average at it, but my intention is going to be to be a blessing to, to everyone that I encounter, to be a blessing to everyone that I have a conversation with. And at least it's, it's going to at least round out better and more towards the things of God and more towards me learning more than if I go the other way. What's your real motive? Is it correcting, gossiping, bringing others down, venting frustration, or is it actually to be a blessing? I want to encourage us today to sift our heart, maybe daily, maybe more often than that, just to go, you know what, Lord? Uphold me, Lord, according to your word, that I might live. When you do that, this will actually train you in everything else. It'll train you in maturity, reality, discretion, power. See, nothing says more about you than the conversations that you fill your life with. Nothing actually says more about you than the conversations you fill your life with. Well, I disagree, Christian. I think I'm a man of action. 
Not a man of words. My actions speak louder than my words. We don't know what they're based on without your conversation. I, I turn up and I work here every day and I'm brilliant. Yeah, but no one has told you you have a job there. <laughs> well, it's got to be based on a conversation first, otherwise how we can rate whether that's brilliant or not. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> or, yeah, you, you're doing that, but you told me you were going to do this and you haven't done that at all. And so our conversations lead our action. Or our conversations are the basis of what kind of substance is full of, is, uh, that our actions are full of. Actions can only be interpreted through the words and conversations around it. I'll shout you out to lunch. Hey, Christian, you're a nice guy. No, 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 no. I need to seal the deal or, you know, for my widget factory. Oh, okay. It's a different tone then, isn't it? Not evil, just different. Luke 6, 43 says this, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit, for men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. Is there anything wrong with figs? No. They're great when they're on a fig tree. But it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be right if they, you know, so actually, I, I did this... Uh, this land management course once, and they said there's no such thing in nature as weeds. Nature doesn't know, oh, this is a weed, that's not a weed. It just does the best it can. It's lower succession. There's plants that thrive in desert, you know, uh, environments, um, in brittle environments without low moisture, and they're, they're the things that are going to rush into that land first. And then, but then there's higher succession. There's plants that will grow when the conditions change and it's a moister environment like a, a rainforest, for example. You can just give that time and there'll be more biodiversity and things will grow and cultivate and different species and things like that. But you give desert time, it doesn't get more diverse. Why? Because it's it's, there's a brittleness to it. And so it's actually saying that, that fruit... There's nothing wrong with figs or brambles necessarily. If you're trying to keep people out, keep the mongrels out of your property, then brambles are probably good, all those spikes. Who knows? But in the context or in the environment, or what have we said that's supposed to happen? And this is where it's saying, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So saying a person brings forth things out of his heart. And he said how he, how he does that is through his words. Because we can sometimes kid ourselves with a, a quick deed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing the right thing. No, you're not. You're doing it just to be seen. But the abundance of the heart, mouth, the mouth speaks. And then it continues on, which is uh, uh, Kristen the other week brought this scripture out. It says, but why do you call me, Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show to you, to you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it is founded on the rock. But he who hears my words and did nothing is like a man who's, who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So Jesus is saying, if you, yeah, you're, 
if you build upon the rock, it's if you hear something and do it. Not just do it without knowing anything. And he's saying the people that build their, their, on the foundation of sand are those who hear something and don't do it. And so again, conversations are really, really powerful. And it's powerful that if we say something, we do it. Or if we hear an instruction, we do that. Or if we've said, oh, this is how I want to live my life. Uh, then, and the words can help you guide your life towards action. They're great things. But it actually starts with the power of the conversations of life. I want to I wanna share with you how to have a, a better conversation. So we talk about how to have conversations, desire, words, actions. Sounds simple. I know. You're like, Christian, seriously, this is play school. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is my limited intellect. I can only give what I've got. <laughs> but how to have a better conversation, not just a rubbish one. Who knows? They, how, do you ha- how, do you, how do you even work out when you've had a bad day? I don't know. Just feel. When, do you, when does that happen? Usually by about 10 a.m. Usually. I'm just saying for me, like if you're like, hey, and if someone's like, hey, you know, oh, that's not usually at 6 p.m. It's a couple of little things eh, early on, and you've planned to have a bad day. You haven't had a bad day. You've had a bad hour. Probably about 20 minutes. <laughs> One phone call. <laughs> One thing in traffic. They spoiled your... Ashes, decaf, soy, caramel, latte, chino, didn't get it right and you're having a bad day. Or a couple of bad conversations. And, I, and what I realised was how to have better conversations and how to have a better day is wrapped up in our anchor verse in Psalm 119. Uphold me, Lord according to your word, that I may live. If we can go back to that first scripture. Uphold me, Lord, according to your word, that I may live. To have a good conversation, you've got to talk to God first. Sounds simple. By yourself. If I, I've worked out how I have a great day, and it's if I talk to God first, not if he talks to me. I'm not ready to hear him yet until he's heard my opinion. By myself. Uphold me, Lord. What's happening there? I'm talking to the Lord. He's not talking to me yet. I'm talking to him. Hey, Lord, uphold. Now, my heart desire, Lord, is that you uphold me according to your word. I'm talking, but it starts with me talking to him. And I know when I have the best day is not when I start my day with someone else's words, not even when I start my day with audio Bible or preaching, but the best days I ever have are when something out of my heart starts, my first conversation. It's not even from God, it's to God. And it's when I wake up and say, Lord, this is the day you've made. Hey, what are we going to do today? Lord, uphold me. I know I need you, but, I, but also what's powerful is my acknowledgement of that. And so number one, to have a better conversation is talk to God first by yourself. Number two, then, you've got to let the right people talk to you. We're talking about conversations, back and forth. You've got to let the right people talk to you. Who? Now, for me, that is scripture. You know, people telling me God's truth. 
with their voice or, or, or preaching or something that's got faith in it, something that's got uh, inspiration and, and, and life um, and, and instruction. And so my best days are when I talk to God first and then I fill my heart with someone talking to me about the right things. And so number one, you talk to God first by yourself. Then you let the right people talk to you. And then you talk to the right people. If I wake up, talk to God, fill my life with great words, and then I start sending out seeds of faith. If I'm like, my priorities today, these three things, that email, that text, think of that friend, encourage them, call someone, hey, the call the person I want to call, hey, how you going, da-da-da-da-da, ah, there's something great happening, we're going to organise this cool thing, yeah. And then finally, then I talk, so number three, you talk to the right people, and then number four, you talk to the wrong people. I think I put that on the slide. There we go. This is brilliant. And it's all in that scripture. Uphold me, Lord, according to your word, that I may live. Me talking to God. Uphold me, Lord, according to your word, God's word coming back to us. Then you talk, let the right people talk to you. Let the right people, as in the audio Bible, the preaching, you know, or faith or an encouragement and instruction. Oh, you want to be a something. You know, an, an administrator, you want to be an accountant, you can, I mean, you can be online and listening to, a, a, you know, some of the world's finest teachings straight through YouTube on something. You can be filled with new information before 8 a.m. Then talk to the right people and then talk to the wrong people. Now, the wrong people, it's not because they're wrong, it's just because you think they're wrong. <laughs> Who you think are wrong. Either they've annoyed you, or you think they've slighted you, or they're just different to you in your way of thinking, or something's happened at work and you need to fix something, so something gone, something's gone wrong. The, th- the people that you need to, f- you know, to fix something, to correct something, or to apologise to, you've done something wrong to, and you, you need to apologise to them. Uh, the people who are angry at you. Or vice versa, you're angry at them. Drama queens, needy people, complicated people, life-sucking people. (laughs) Just talk to them later in the day. (laughs) I think it's quite scriptural. (laughs) Uphold me, Lord, according to your word, that I may live. And who knows life? Is about conversations. Life is about you talking to people and them talking to you. And then you behaving according to that. And then you doing things according to that. But I tell you what, if you reverse that order, you're going to have a rubbish day. <laughs> you're going to have a rubbish conversation. When I think back, and, and reflection is powerful. That's what I'm saying. We just took a little bit of time at the end of this week, just a bit of time out, just to think through things. And I was like, if I talk to the wrong people first... If I get up and vent, trying to fix something, and then I try to catch up with my mates or talk to my mates, and then, and then I might open my Bible, and then lastly, you know what God gets? My dregs. He just gets my... Because I'm already filled with all the information, already filled with self-righteousness, already filled with someone else has ticked me off and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, if you just reverse that order, but I tell you what, in our anchor scripture this year, uphold me, Lord, you talking to God, according to your word, his word, talking to us, that I might live and life is in those conversations. 
But if he is the last thing in your day, if God is the, just the last conversation, if he's down in the priority list after you've dealt with the drama, after you've dealt with society and the news and, 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 and what you've done wrong and how other people you're annoyed at and all, and if, they, if you go to God last, you're guaranteed you're going to need to repent. Or is this just me? The scripture that we went to earlier in Philippians uh, 1.27, that it says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, uh, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Earlier in that chapter, in Philippians 1, it says this, and this is what I think is a fruit of a conversation. And Pastor Josh said this the other week, the goal of a conversation is not to be right, to make the other person realize you were right. It's not to necessarily to fix or correct as a posture of our heart that we, when we chime into stuff like that. But Philippians 1, and it starts in verse 12, it says this, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are more bold to speak the word without fear. I love this. We're, we're trying to win an argument. We're trying to win a moment. Correct the other person. Dodge blame. Bah, bah, bah. But here, something bad's gone down. And Paul trying to preach the gospel. He's in chains and obviously it's, it's gone pear-shaped for him. But he's saying, do you know what happened? The fruit of it is actually people turning to the Lord. And he's thrilled about it. He's in chains and he's thrilled about it. And he's saying, you know what? Even the believers are more buoyed up in confidence because of my chains. And so this year, let's not try and win every argument. Let's not try and win every moment. But let the fragrance of Christ be the residue that remains. That people, they might, let's let them win. Okay, great, you're right. But later on, they're like, man, but I, I have peace when I'm around that person. I like arguing with them, and I won that one. <laughs> but, man, I, I want what's in their heart. <laughs> but I want to have another coffee with them because I planned to be their enemy, and it didn't work out. And somehow I can't help but liken the guy. Do you see what I'm saying? Power in conversations. If we can cap- capture our own spirit, as in keep it submitted to the Lord, if we're okay, if we find our, our identity and our self-worth in him, it's like I can actually lose this argument. It's clearly more important to this other person than me. I can cop a spray from them. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. What, how are we going to fix this? Uh, I have no idea, man. <laughs> how are we going to fix this? But we'll do our best. But we probably need to eat because we're both pretty ticked right now. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Imagine that is our testimony later in the year. Things are going to happen this year. Good things, bad things. Things are going to go your way according to the plan. Things you might get bumped off track with. You might get, you know, in life, friendships, relationships, business, family, career, things will happen. But imagine if later on, 
in the year, our testimony and our conversation to each other isn't just rubbish happened or God should have done more or it wasn't perfect so God mustn't have been in something. I got a chain. Clearly not God. But imagine saying, brethren, the things that have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it's become evident to the whole palace guard and to the rest that my chains are in Christ. And more, most of the brethren in the Lord have become confident by my chains and are more bold to speak the word without fear. Wow. Wow, what a testimony. We're going to talk, you know, we're all going to fill our life with conversations this year. This year. But imagine at the end saying, man, it's actually happened for the furtherance of the gospel. People in the palace, people in royalty have, have come to Christ or been aware of the reality of Christ. And, and, and also the believers are more encouraged. And everyone, not only the people in high echelons and, 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 and the faith echelons, but in all echelons and the rest have all heard. Somehow, by what's happened in the middle. I pray that the Lord be so present in the middle, in the moments when you think you're losing an argument, in the moments when you're about to chew out someone in retail or in a service role, someone that should just get your burger there on time and they, and they don't. But I pray that's when the, the Spirit of Christ shines. I pray that at a petrol station, people are aware of the reality of Jesus in your heart. Someone jumps in line and you're like, yeah, it's all good, man. I pray that our test, when we see each other, we're celebrating. You know what? I thought things were going south. I thought this was actually going to be a difficult thing. Uh, this person that's hated me all year and just been annoying and been annoying. And then at the end, they're like, you know what? I've pressed you all year because I knew you were a Christian and I was trying to get you to yell at me and you didn't do it. And now it's spun me out. I've worked with people like that before. Worked with them for ages and then at the end they're like, I haven't said a thing about God. And then at the end they're like, what religion are you? I say, well, I'm Christian. I knew it. What's there left to say? Let our conversation, let our manner of life be, let it be becoming of the gospel of Christ. Can I get the band up this morning? And as we consider Jesus, King of all kings, Lord of all, all powerful, could have called down angels and yet came down, became as a servant. And when he was probed and pushed to vent, pushed to abuse someone, usually just answered with a bit of a question. This, this lady should be killed. Hmm. Who's here without, a, without fault cast the first stone? Just deflecting. Seeing the aroma of Christ. (laughs) Amazing. Even chose to be slighted, chose to be hurt, chose pain and sacrifice for the sake that others could find truth and find the love of God to know that their heavenly Father loves them. You might have come here today. Just annoyed, annoyed at life, annoyed thinking, annoyed at God, 
annoyed at us here. <laughs> annoyed. Just annoyed at yourself. Annoyed that life hasn't, should have been better, should have been easier. But I tell you what, and sometimes when I've gone to God to have a really rubbish conversation, just chew him out. He's quite quiet. Okay, Christian. Yeah, but it should have been this way, Lord. You okay now? Well, yeah. You still okay? You still breathing? Well, yeah. Don't worry, mate. I'll catch you up. Like a father. Sometimes we're in this crazy brain space. We can't hear. We, we don't want to be correct. We don't want advice. And I tell you what, some of you here this morning, and God, you've been, ra- you've been ranting to him and he hasn't been, he hasn't, he, he hasn't been uh, mollycoddling your with a response. But right now, just in your heart, his presence is real. <laughs> you, just, you know he's actually bigger than you were giving him credit for. And as a loving father and a creator, he hasn't been absent. And he hasn't been distant. He's just been there. Okay. Ready to go get some ice cream? Yep. There's people here, I I sense it. You're so mad at God. And yet right now it's just melting when you're realizing the reality of his love, that he loves you with all, all of his existence, all of his creation, all his power. He loves you. He loves you. And he's with you. And he'll wait. If you still think you're too tough to do it without him, that's fine. You go, go around the mountain again. But he'll always be with you until you're exhausted on it by yourself to actually go, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Ready to take your part in the family of God. As a child of the living God, have the best adventure on this earth that he loves. It doesn't mean it's cute and easy and nice and soft focus, birds chirping all the time. It means that he loves you. It means that he loves you. And that he created you. If there's anyone here today and they've never received the love of God, if they've never acknowledged Jesus Christ as their Lord, if that's you, just give me a wave. Say, Christian, that's me. I've been hating God, but it didn't work. And I know he's real. And I know he loves me. Is there anyone here today? I just want to give you a quick opportunity. You can come and talk to me afterwards. But it's the best decision you make. Best conversation starter. Is Lord, I need you. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died and rose from the dead, died for my sin, shed his blood for my sin and my shame. And I'll walk every day into my future with you. Best conversation you can have, not just with each other, but with the living God. Just as I look around one more time, just quickly. Anyone here like that today? Just want to give you an opportunity to do that. Awesome. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, well, I'm going to pray for you this morning. Lord, thank you so much for this group of people. These people, Lord, that we're, we're talking to you, Lord. We're hearing from you. We're, we're talking to each other. And, Lord, I pray that uh, such a great maturity happened this year, Lord, with the conversations that we can handle, the conversations of how we can have with each other, conversations we can have with people that don't purposely conversations with people that don't think and believe the way we do, Lord. And and our heart towards them is love, Lord. And help us to expand our capacity to love each other this year as Christ has loved us. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that in our quiet moments that you speak to us about things, maybe when we miss it, the people we need to apologize to, 
Lord, maybe this isn't a great power moment. Maybe this is a great apologetic moment. Right now, you're just showing us a person, a face, someone that we just need to apologize to. It might be a small thing, but we just want to keep our heart clear. No grits of sand in our spirit, Lord, that are going to clog. But Lord, just that we can run squarely and purely in your, in your grace and and, and, and in your fullness of life, Lord, in, in loving others, and Lord, quick to repent, quick to, uh, quick to, to forgive, Lord. And Father, I just thank you, Lord. It's a, a great adventure we're on this year, great, exciting adventure together. We're going to share our, our, our wins, and we're going to share when we bumble and graze our knee and, and fail and fall short at it, Lord. But the beautiful conversations that are going to happen, that it's going to be full of the measure of Christ. Father, I thank you that people, we're going to grow in, in our maturity this year and, Lord, grow in, in our love for the people and the world around us. And, Lord, we thank you for your reality. We thank you, Lord, for all the great adventure that you have for us as we head out into the rest of this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.